Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Today is the 14th of December, the 349th day of this leap year of 2020, allowing us only 17 days until 2021. Toward the end of this last week, the number of confirmed COVID-19 cases worldwide had topped 70 million, amounting to an increase of at least 4 million cases globally since the week before. The number of confirmed cases in the United States near the end of this past week bordered on 15.8 million, an increase of over 1.6 million cases since the week before. Currently, the World Health Organization reports more than 50 COVID-19 vaccine candidates are in trials and is working to facilitate the equitable access and distribution of proven vaccines to protect people in all countries. United States Food and Drug Administration Commissioner Dr. Stephen M. Hahn and Center for Biologics Evaluation and Research Director Dr. Peter Marks this past Thursday released the following message. We are committed to expediting the development of COVID-19 vaccines, but not at the expense of sound science and decision-making. We will not jeopardize the public's trust in our science-based independent review of these or any vaccines. There's too much at stake, close quote. This coming Thursday, the FDA's Vaccine and Related Biological Products Advisory Committee will meet in open session to discuss Emergency Use Authorization, or EUA, of the Moderna Incorporated COVID-19 vaccine for the prevention of COVID-19 in individuals 18 years and older. Meanwhile, the United States Department of Defense announced this past Wednesday its deliberate and phased plan to distribute and administer initial and subsequent allocations of a COVID-19 vaccine to continental United States personnel and outside continental United States personnel, CONUS and OCONUS, respectively. The DOD is one of 64 jurisdictions to which the United States government has allocated vaccines, and the delivery chain will include ultra-cold bulk storage facilities. Elsewhere on the planet, India has been maintaining a close second place worldwide this past week with 9.9 million confirmed cases of COVID-19. Brazil continues in third place worldwide with 6.8 million confirmed cases this past week. Russia continues in fourth place, having about 2.6 million confirmed cases. And France remains in fifth place with about 2.4 million confirmed cases. Spain and Italy swapped places this past week so that the UK continues in sixth place at about 1.8 million confirmed cases, only 5,000 cases ahead of Italy, now in seventh place, also having about 1.8 million cases. Deaths from COVID-19 globally by this past Friday numbered 1.6 million. Total confirmed COVID-19 deaths in the United States near the end of this past week were over 293,000, an increase of at least 16,000 deaths from the previous week. In other words, nationwide, COVID-19 has been killing, on average, at least 2,285 United States citizens per day, though that is the average. On one of the worst days this past week, on Thursday, coronavirus deaths topped 3,000 in a single day. That's two people dying per minute from COVID-19 in the United States on that day. Important to remember is that the United States has only about 4% of the world's population, but we currently have at least 22% of the world's confirmed COVID-19 cases. 
and about 18% of the world's COVID-19 fatalities. So we continue as the number one hotspot for coronavirus deaths on the planet. Beyond doubt, COVID-19 couldn't ask for a better country to inhabit. We have proved from the beginning to be most hospitable to the virus. Elsewhere, internationally, second place in COVID fatalities goes again to Brazil, having over 180,000 deaths since the beginning of the pandemic. India is again in third place, having 143,000 deaths, and Mexico remains in fourth place with close to 113,000 deaths since the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic. Heavenward, overnight, into this early morning, the Gemini meteor shower has been at its strongest, peaking at 50 to 100 meteors per hour from the radiant near the stars Castor and Pollux on the eastern edge of the constellation Gemini. Our new moon will occur a whisker-thin crescent at 11.18 this morning, and tomorrow evening in the western sky, low just after sunset, just under the planets Saturn and Jupiter. Today, in 1969, the single Leaving on a Jet Plane, sung by Peter, Paul, and Mary, and written by John Denver, is number one on the U.S. Billboard's Hot Top 100. Today, in 1946, in New York City, Patty Duke was born to a father who was an alcoholic cab driver and a mother who was a restaurant cashier. They divorced when Patty was eight years old. Biographer Ed Morrow tells us theatrical managers John and Ethel Ross recognized Patty's potential and persuaded her parents to turn Patty over to the management team, of whom Patty would later say introduced her to alcohol and drugs and that John Ross molested her. By the age of 12, Patty had appeared in 50 television shows. At age 13, she was on Broadway in The Miracle Worker, and at age 16, she had won an Academy Award for her role in the film version of the play. At age 17, she starred on television in The Patty Duke Show. Although Patty was envied by millions of teenage girls, the reality behind her success was ironically dreadful with not the least of her troubles arising from the mismanagement that guided her into the 1950s quiz show scandal, where one of her most prominent childhood appearances was as a witness at the hearings exposing her participation and that of others in being given answers to quiz show questions. Fortunately, her youth and talents helped her overcome the scandal. At 18, Patty finally escaped the Rosses' bad management and paid them 55000 to stay away. In the vein of a scenario shared by other actors, Patty had earned approximately $1 million, but had received only $84,000. Many years would pass while Patty slowly repaired the damage her greedy managers had done. And this week in Orono, we have finals week, with faculty bringing forth their utmost compassion and understanding at the end of a semester like none other. The onslaught of COVID-19 and the ensuing constraints have left students yearning for the days when they could freely meet in classrooms and on campus to speak face-to-face -face about their latest experiences. Virtually no one feels that virtual learning approaches anywhere near the quality of education that traditional gatherings in person seemingly accomplish so easily. Today is also the birthday of Michel de Nostradam, a.k.a. Nostradamus, in 1503, of Tycho Brahe in 1546, of King George VI in 1895, 
of Jimmy Doolittle in 1896, of Margaret Chase Smith in 1897, of Spike Jones in 1911, of Shirley Jackson in 1916, of Felix the Cat in 1919, of Lee Remick in 1935, and of Michael Ovitz in 1946. For more on Omain, I'm R.W. Westella with a word in Edgewise. Here's to the 13th and final official week of autumn 2020. The winter solstice is just around the corner.